sometimes you just have to like let loose a little bit and enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, was it reckless? Yes, very, very mm-hmm. reckless. It was at the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the end. And right. then like, now I was just like, okay, so like, do we go back to mom's house? Mm-hmm. When you see influencers, just pray for them. They, mm-hmm. are, they are dying. They are going for events each mm-hmm. and every day. They are trying mm-hmm. to get more clients because Jan is mm-hmm. silent. Mm-hmm. But when the jobs are there, mm-hmm. oh, people are making sweet money. Mm-hmm. People are making a lot of cash mm-hmm. and it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome to yet another episode of Financially Incorrect. I am your host, Barack. Last week, we talked with the Madison Assurance CEO, Garuya, who um, told us about the different money things that he considers um, when he's taking on jobs at senior CEO level. I hope you're able to pick up one or two things from there. Today, we have a totally different episode from a totally different scope, different industry, from the creative space, I guess a lot of people refer to it as like the gig economy or whatever. Um, and we have Jason, aka Jay Tickapick, in the house with us today. Um, he is a lifestyle content creator now full time. Yeah. Uh, that's what he's doing to make his money. So I'm hoping that he can tell us how all these content creators make money, enough money to go to um, all these fancy restaurants and mm-hmm. good trips and, you know, Lamus and. Malindis and the likes. It's a good life. It's a good life. It's a good life, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so hopefully you'll be able to tell us all about that. Yeah. And um, yeah, so the first question I'm going to ask you, which we actually talked about before we had this conversation, yeah. um, is who are you? <laughs> I told you. <laughs> You're going to yeah. give me an existential crisis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I would consider myself uh, a marketing maverick. I've been in the marketing industry for a very long time. Um, started my social media journey when I lost my first job, mm-hmm. um, which was maybe like seven years ago. And I found the social media world very interesting. Um, and I decided to take a gander, got my first job as a social media manager, and then uh, worked my way up uh, now to where I ended up in my last company that I worked in, which was in events, which mm-hmm. now sparked a whole different kind of energy inside of me mm-hmm. that kind of saw events in the Nairobi space as a very interesting way to go mm-hmm. and kind of led me into this space where I am, mm-hmm. where I host events, mm-hmm. I manage events, mm-hmm. and I do content primarily mm-hmm. full-time now. Okay, so let me actually sort of go down that existential narrative and ask, is it interesting, or how often do you define yourself as your job or what you do, you know, when defining like who you are? I think almost um, almost every day, to be very honest. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I've always been put in a particular box um, mm-hmm. and kind of never been able to move from that particular space that I'm in. Mm-hmm. So, uh, as I said, I also do events. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I've done in events is I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. I've never been able to move into a more corporate, well, I've done corporate, but then not more corporate um, space. Mm-hmm. So I always do like the, like the, oh my God, guys, are you having a good time? And I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to do this. I don't want to mm-hmm. hype people up. I mm-hmm. want to have actual conversations with people, um, you know, introduce CEOs uh, and such like things. Mm-hmm. But I've been put in that box. And then in a, in a sense, I've defined myself based off that. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I call myself the fun MC and I'm like, no, but I want to be the serious guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but my job has always kind of 
defined how my brain works mm-hmm. and so that's why um when you asked me if i define myself as a and i told you i define myself as a lifestyle content creator mm-hmm. i prefer that because it gives me the space to really allow myself to like play around mm-hmm. being in the food space mm-hmm. uh being the fashion space mm-hmm. being the you know if i want to go to a hotel it's you know it's a whole different ball game in that side yeah yeah okay and who then who then are you outside of um what it is that you do and the reason i'm asking that yeah. is like okay, so if you're looking at um an individual in a wholesome sense i mean um is it healthy to purely be defined by your work or what is it that or what it is that you do or especially you defining yourself mm. as what it is that you do yeah i to be honest i there's one thing i don't understand mm-hmm. and i've never understood since i was like very young in the work culture mm-hmm. is work life balance it's oh. an unfortunate thing which i'm working through and i feel like everybody says this in therapy mm-hmm. <laughs> um i've worked in very high pressure jobs mm-hmm. that never really allowed me to kind of i I've, i've done i've taken up my laptop in a club before mm-hmm. and this was before covid just actually just before covid mm-hmm. happened um i remember being in i will let say club names yeah. <laughs> mercury <laughs> well, it's no longer there <laughs> oh yeah that's true i remember being yeah. in mercury yeah. and i removed my laptop mm-hmm. and my best friend at the time was just like what are you doing like i need to understand like and i was like no but i need to send this so in a sense i've never been able to detach mm-hmm. um what work is and what and who i am mm-hmm. um quite recently i'm learning how to do things like rest mm-hmm. uh cuz as a full time content creator everything is content mm-hmm. everything like mm-hmm. if i go on a holiday the first thing i do is you know the, you know the way influencers wake camera, up and then yeah. <laughs> the cam- the camera is right there yeah. and i pretend i've woken up and mm-hmm. that's how my brain in a sense has always worked mm-hmm. i'm trying mm-hmm. to learn how to detach mm-hmm. the two things mm-hmm. i'm yet to go on a holiday where i actually rest mm-hmm. i don't know mm-hmm. what that looks like mm-hmm. um yeah but i mean i don't think it's healthy but i think it's um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a way that uh, i've kind of structured my life and now i'm kind of slowly unlearning to do some of these small things like mm-hmm. just you know take a breather mm-hmm. and take a rest mm-hmm. yeah okay i mean so you seem like i mean i mean if you talk about pulling out your 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 laptop in a club yeah. um, you know social gathering so to speak seems like you're very um or would seem to be very committed about working and getting certain things done and yeah. have like a, i guess a relatively high work ethic yeah um where do you think you got where do you think you got that from was that from your folks was that from the upbringing like where did that come from Um I fear of poverty. It's actually a fear of poverty. That yeah. is so interesting that you brought that because I was yeah. thinking about it then I was just like ah, that fear mentality of poverty is such a huge thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um I've watched my parents go bankrupt when I was not that young actually. I was maybe like 11. Mm-hmm. Um you know now that I'm 22. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> when I was around 11 yeah. I watched my dad go bankrupt mm-hmm. and he declared bankruptcy and it was so i opening because um we hadn't come from wealth mm-hmm. um i feel like my dad is a very self-made man mm-hmm. and it's always been so interesting to watch how he's he's done everything because he he rebuilt mm-hmm. and watching that moment i remember seeing my mom like not doing well um mm-hmm. you know she was sad just crying 
things were really tough and I was just like, I never want to be in this particular situation ever. Mm-hmm. And then I saw my dad go out of his way to rebuild himself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so it's hard work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard. It's either it's hard work on eBay. <laughs> but from this right. guy, it looks right. like hard work is the one thing that's really pushing him to get to where he is currently. Mm-hmm. So that fear of mentality, yeah. oh, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a very real thing. Yeah. It's a very real thing. Um, and, and question, um, and this actually, I have two questions from that. Yeah. But um, the first question I'll ask you is actually from the interview I had with Rama here, where he talked about um, during his um, 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 separation, the process of his separation, yeah. and asking him how he went through that um, without being selfish and things like that. And he said that if scarcity mentality hits you, then you become an absolute monster because you're like, I'm never going to make this, make this uh, again. So my question to you that in first regard is, do, do you feel like you then have scarcity mentality? And by that I mean by you want to you know, keep everything that you possibly can because you don't think that it's going to be found or you know, easily findable in different places. Um, okay. Uh, so the way I'd answer that question is, in 2020, as I told you, I've lost my job before. Yes. That's a story that I've told so many people because, yeah. like, I think losing your job is, like, a rite of passage, to be very honest. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, as yeah. a high achiever, yeah. it was gut-wrenching. Mm-hmm. It was... Why did you lose your job? I was in the most... Um, I was in a terrible space in terms mm-hmm. of the job I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working for a big company, technology company in Nairobi, obviously. Mm-hmm. And... I tried to get out of the role that I was in. Mm-hmm. Um, as I told you, marketing has always been my life. Mm-hmm. And I was doing something that was such a pivot that every day was just such a chore. Mm-hmm. And one day HR came and asked me, like, yo, okay, can you can we have a discussion? And the conversation at the time was, will you take cash and leave? Or do we frustrate you and you stay and then you quit yourself? And I said to myself, <laughs> what? Was it as frank as that? Yeah, it was actually. It was. If I see that guy right now, to be honest, I would give him a hug because I feel like it changed a lot of things in, in terms of how I have conversations even right now. Mm-hmm. But it was actually as frank as that. And as young as I was in my career, mm-hmm. I feel like it was... He could have been sweeter. He could have been kinder. Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody just deserves some kindness. Mm-hmm. And he didn't give me that. But I feel like that thought of having that money at that time, mm-hmm. well, I was just like, it, it played back into my scarcity mentality because mm-hmm. I was just like, oh my God, this is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Let me take it. Let, mm-hmm. me, let me actually just like, let me keep it to myself mm-hmm. and then um, see what I can be able to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, then from there, actually, that's how I ended up starting. I've started several businesses in this Nairobi. Mm-hmm. I used to sell jewelry uh, mm-hmm. and phone cases and I was, I can actually say, I was actually a very good seller. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a really good business and my mom actually helped me because my mom is also really good at business. Mm-hmm. Um, she really helped me, I guess, like market to her friends, to my friends. Mm-hmm. She, she helped me wake up in the morning because, you know, like when you're, there's nobody keeping me on the clock. Mm-hmm. I, she'd be like, excuse me, um, <laughs> it's, it's time to get up. You need to post on social media. You need to, you need to get, you know, you need to get your, your stuff together yeah. because like you have a business you're supposed to be running right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So wait, I, I lost my trail of thought. Yeah. Uh, the, the question was around the scarcity mentality and, yes. and, and I guess how, 
Yes, 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 the, yes. The so that was the first time now yeah. when I lost my job. Yeah. Um, so now the second time uh, was COVID. Mm -hmm. um, now, I am a very good saver. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like, <laughs> sometimes I think it plays on the scarcity mentality thing. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> because I will go out of my way to find new investment mm -hmm. um, uh, new investment things to do, but mm -hmm. I'm like a, a, I'm a casual show when it comes to investments because mm -hmm. I'll, I'll do things like bonds. Mm -hmm. um, I'll do things. I'll do things that are very long term mm -hmm. but very low risk. Mm -hmm. But which means there's a lot of money that's been stacked up. Yeah. So, 2020 happened. I think to the whole entire world, and I wasn't really afraid mm -hmm. until I was afraid because. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I was working in a company that had been hit by COVID as well. Mm -hmm. So which meant that I had just been poached at the time. Mm -hmm. My salo initially was cut by half. And mm -hmm. this half was being prorated. Mm -hmm. There are no influencer jobs. Mm -hmm. I was in a state where I'm just like, there's no money coming in. Mm -hmm. So which means I need to start removing cash from my account. Mm -hmm. And I started removing cash. But you know, the, there's this thing that happened during COVID that was very interesting. bash. bash. And it yeah. wasn't, uh, you know, you're, you're in the house. Uh, mm -hmm. If somebody says, okay, Sarabasi, let's, let's go to Nani's house. Uh, you're bulk shopping because now you have to, you know, like there's so much, there's so much money you're bleeding out, yeah. but you're not making back. Mm -hmm. That I was just like, What? So I remember uh, at the time I was with a uh, particular bank mm -hmm. uh, and I went to the account, my fixed deposit account. Mm -hmm. You know fixed deposit, you don't touch. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember I removed my last 30,000. Mm -hmm. That day, I remember I went to, because, you know, like, you got to treat yourself. You're sad. <laughs> <laughs> I was in town. I was in town and I went to Snow Cream. Uh -huh. And I had an ice cream. First, mm -hmm. I'm very lactose intolerant. So, mm -hmm. like, in my head, I was just like, this is masochism. Like, mm -hmm. this is mm -hmm. a sad day. Mm -hmm. You deserve better. Mm -hmm. And I remember I just sat there and I said to myself, like, okay, we need to pivot. Mm -hmm. You can only be sad for so long because there's nobody actually coming to save you. Mm -hmm. There's nobody who's going to take care of you. Because mm -hmm. you, I, I have this problem where I do not like to ask for help. Mm -hmm. So, in my head, I was just like, it's time to take yourself out of this situation. Mm -hmm. And I remember I, with that 30K, I, first I changed a couple of things I was doing with myself. <laughs> uh, fortunately, my landlord was actually very kind. And mm -hmm. he, you know, he told us that we can be able to pay rent when we can, etc. Mm -hmm. And that's when I was just like, I remember sitting down with um, my friend. Um, she's called Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. And we were just like, okay, Sarabasi, what companies are we going to re reach out to? Because... Mm -hmm. We need to do influencer work again because mm -hmm. the influencer space had now opened up again because there were not many spaces for guys to be able to advertise right. apart from influencers right. and, and their right. content. Right. And I remember reaching out to one, two, three people and I got two solid jobs. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you things were tight. I covered the whole entire belt like mm -hmm. this because mm -hmm. I had to make sure now like I first I had to replenish the supplies the, that you had drained. that I had drained right right and that balance between getting my mind back into like okay we're not poor mm -hmm. <laughs> we're not mm -hmm. poor we can be mm -hmm. able to eat like mm -hmm. I was eating yes but mm -hmm. like just that thing for 
could this be your last, you know, before you have to ask for help? Because fortunately, I'm surrounded by a lot of people who are willing and able to help. Mm -hmm. But in my head, I was just like, I want to be the one to save myself. Mm -hmm. It's not healthy. I have very many unhealthy yeah. habits. <laughs> <laughs> right. But um, just that, just that, mm -hmm. having to save myself mm -hmm. was a big thing for me. Okay. Yeah. And let me actually relate that back to, um, I guess, when you're saying your, your, your family, your dad, your mom, um, or your dad's going through bankruptcy. Yeah. Um, what's the difference between what you experienced then and what you're experiencing as you're removing your last 30K from, from, from the bank in 2020? So like, I guess as a child and vis-a-vis -vis what, you know, what, what you're actually going through? Um, I would say, uh, that's a tough one. Because mm -hmm. I don't think much changed. I, I didn't see my dad asking for help and I think that was a lot of what it was for me. But what was left, what was left like at home like at that point now? And how did you even know that tense. he was going through? Oh no, my, let me tell you, my yeah. parents have always been very honest. Like, I, I'm those guys who, I'm those kids who from a young age, like when I wanted to go out, mm -hmm. my mom would just be like, you want to oh, go? Oh. Just as long as you tell me where you are, uh, how long you're going to be there. So we've always had that honesty that has always been built in the family. Right. So when things are changing, like, mm -hmm. you know, when this TV is being cut, and I was, like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was, a, I was a little uh, chubby kid, yeah. and I'm just like, why are we not eating three sausages and where's my Uji, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, those those changes for me, I was just like, I noticed them, and my mom was just like, okay, so Abbasi, we're going through a financial... Right. There's like a turmoil happening, right. and uh, right. and I want you to prepare yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was just like, hey, okay, this is a this is a change. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but I don't know the the difference between then and I guess in 2020 was just like I don't think there's a difference because I just having that having to seeing somebody having to rebuild themselves mm -hmm. and me having to now just say to myself like we gotta push on and we mm -hmm. gotta just like take ourselves out of this situation. Mm -hmm. I think for me that was it was a gently similar situation. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And in terms of now the the concept of money, because if you're saying at eleven, you're I guess understanding your, your parents are going through a financial issue. Yeah. Um. When do you feel like you have your understanding of of money, like a, a conscious, a very conscious memory where you're like, even if it's the sausages and saying, oh yeah, now I'm not eating sausages anymore. Um. I'm on something else, mm. and this is as a result of not having money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think, actually, when I left high school, because mm -hmm. my dad now, um, at this point, had rebuilt, mm -hmm. <laughs> and he put me on a salary. My dad has always had several businesses, mm -hmm. and I wasn't those lucky kids who got an allowance. Mm -hmm. I had to work for everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, my dad is a tyrant like that. Mm -hmm. So I, he's run several businesses like mm -hmm. restaurants, car washes, etc. I've been a waiter. Mm -hmm. I've been a barman. Mm -hmm. I've done stock taking. Mm -hmm. So for me, those are things that help me understand like the value of a 5,000. Mm -hmm. Because that cash is the one that I used to use now when I'm going to school. Mm -hmm. uh, that cash is on I used to use because as I told you my parents never cared if I, if I went out they're like eh, you go do your thing mm -hmm. but where are you getting that money from mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. so that um, afternoon when I leave uh, USIU and I get into the school bus mm -hmm. and I go all the way to my dad's uh, car wash or mm -hmm. my dad's restaurant mm -hmm. and I sit there and I'm there till like maybe 9, 10 mm -hmm. then I go home and I do homework mm -hmm. um, for me that's actually when I understood like mm -hmm. this is actually how 
capitalism works yes, and yeah. you know and the value of actually working hard for your money i think yeah. that's when i really got a grasp on what money looked like yeah yeah and even so even you're talking about your first salary what kind of amount of money is he putting you on oh I my mean, for gosh. this quote unquote part-time work that you're doing i was like what 12k yeah it was 12k but then it was incremental sometimes mm-hmm. like if i was like really good at like if i stayed for long if i yeah. went to like on sunday like he'd ongezea me like a 2k you know just like yeah, mm-hmm. here you go, buddy. Have a good time. And this would come at the end of every month. Yeah, at the yeah. end of every month. Yeah. Like, so I have to also like sit down and then think to myself, like, you can't waste this cash. Mm-hmm. You can't waste this cash. So mm-hmm. that's why we used to go to Molly's and all that. So you're not really spending mm-hmm. and you're taking things like matatus and mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. So you're able to really balance it out. So mm-hmm. you that's when I learned that thing for this rice at home. Because <laughs> I'd never under, yeah, I was just like I was like right now I I don't know this rest at home. Yeah. When I was much younger, that's yeah. when I understood like eat in the house before you go out. Mm-hmm. Eat before you go. Uh pack lunch if you can. Mm-hmm. Like that's when I really, really Do understood. You spend less yeah, money wherever it exactly. is. Exactly. Wherever it is that you're going. Exactly. Okay. And um are you saving any of your money at this point? Any of these twelve Gs are you saving any of it? I was. Yeah. I was. I was actually saving. Mm-hmm. That's when I opened um my mom actually now now the saving side of my my brain mm-hmm. comes now from my mom. Mm-hmm. My mom is always the person who will be like, okay, so out of that money, how much did you put in the bank? Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, first of all, I, that's none of your business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but immediately I'm giving her the report mm-hmm. because it, it became um, a thing for, this is how much money I've, I've put in the bank this month, mom. Mm-hmm. This is how much I have now. Mm-hmm. This is how much, you know, this is where I'm at currently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's how I, I learned how to properly save money now right. in my account. Okay. Intentionally. So does that happen for, I guess, your four-year, three, four-year period while you're in your, so you essentially you're on a salary, saving a bit of money, yeah. um, spending a bit of it, going out every so often, yeah. all of that. Okay. So um, what happens after USIU in terms of, I guess, um, your proper first job? Do you still continue working for your dad? Do you go somewhere else? No, now, um, first I had dreadlocks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the freedom of working for my father. Mm-hmm. Um, I moved into my first paying job as a, in the, you know, with a carry pin. Yes. Was uh, at a bank. I was an intern. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was earning 6,321. <laughs> mm-hmm. 6,321. So at this point, it just wasn't enough. It just wasn't enough. Yeah. And... Fortunately, I'd had some savings in the account. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, I used to take this three six thousand three hundred twenty-one. Oh, that that amount, they are they are about, mm-hmm. but even given coins, like mm-hmm. it was wild. <laughs> um, that Friday, mm-hmm. I would spend it. Uh, oh, the day the day you get it, you spend it. Yeah. So there was that cabal. I don't know what that balance was because I think I had that security of I have bus fare to come to work. Mm-hmm. I I'm eating at home because I still live with my folks. Mm-hmm. But that cash, it mm-hmm. was the first time I ever told myself, like, just blow this thing. Mm-hmm. And this Kenyan government, I mean, this Kenyan economy, you're going to spend it. Like, if you yeah. go to a nice proper club, yeah. you're going to spend that money in such a short amount of time. Yeah. So I think that's, for me, that's when I kind of got to understand, like, sometimes you just have to, like, let loose a little bit and enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, was it reckless? Yes, very, very mm-hmm. reckless. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it was kind of important for me to also like eat the fruits of my labor because I wasn't mm-hmm. doing it properly mm-hmm. when I was working for my dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you mm-hmm. know I was on such a 
strict timeline also. Right, right. Yeah, so I was eating the fruits of my labor for the first time in a very long time. Right. Yeah. Okay, and how long are you a, a bank intern for? Uh, eight months. Eight months. Eight months, yeah. Eight months so for eight months, you're, the tech company. You're, you're blowing... Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I think about it now, and I do the... Six times, blah, 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 blah. I'm yeah. like, oh, my God, I could have saved could some have been cash. Something. Yeah. It could have been something. Yeah. But in that time, I was just like, I need to just enjoy it. Okay. Yeah. So you moved to the tech company. Yeah, I moved to the tech company. All right. So at the tech company, um, um, do you how do you interview for the job? Do you apply for the job? I did, interview. I did, I did yeah. interview for the job. Uh, it was a very grueling process. Mm -hmm. Uh, fortunately, you know, Nairobi is all about networks. Mm -hmm. So an uncle of mine knew the head of HR at the time. It's an uncle who actually came through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not because... because. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you know the Jimmy CV? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I... So now, once once I did the interview process, mm -hmm. uh, now I that's how I managed to get into okay. the company. Uh, but you know, when you get into the company, now you're on your own. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think of that job with so much... I would never look back. Mm -hmm. I'd never look back, actually. Because I feel like that job... You know when the job teaches you nothing? <laughs> what, kind of role, what kind of role was it? Was it... It was a data entry role. A data entry yeah. role. Yeah. Okay. And so I felt like my brain was not being engaged. Okay. Uh, my gosh. And what's the offer that they're putting on the table for a data At the time, entry? I was making 35K, mm. which wasn't too bad. Okay. I'm still living... Now out. you're getting taxed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I was getting taxed. Yeah. <laughs> this was the biggest shock. <laughs> Because my 6,300 yeah. was not getting taxed yeah. at all. It was yeah. actually below. Yeah. Um, so it's getting taxed. Yeah. And at this time, I'm just like, I'm like, okay, I'm earning some cash. Mm -hmm. It's not too bad. Mm -hmm. um, I can enjoy life a bit more. Mm -hmm. But my job is so draining mm -hmm. that I felt like I was drinking away my salary more than... And then it wasn't like... The as a release. At the bar. Yeah, as mm -hmm. a re release, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because um, at the at the bank, I was enjoying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then when I was in this new company, I was drinking my sorrows away. Mm -hmm. You know, when you leave Jobo and you're like, someone says, let's go for a drink. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I need that drink. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's how, technically, that's how my brain used to function. Mm -hmm. So the savings went down a little bit. Because mm -hmm. um, I'm not putting as much into the account. Mm -hmm. Um I'm not really thinking about what the future holds because I'm just like, if I make it to work tomorrow, mm -hmm. thank God for them. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm <laughs> gonna put in as much data as I can yeah. and I'm gonna enjoy myself. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's how it was for me. Like when I when I joined that company, it was yeah. it was yeah, it was a lot. Okay. Yeah. Question How many roles do you then or how many different jobs do you then work between that tech company as a data entry to where you've made the decision now to be a full time content creator? Uh, I was an account director in a marketing firm. Mm -hmm. Then I was the head of events mm -hmm. in actually two more roles, two, mm -hmm. two roles before I decided what I actually wanted to do was full-time content creation. And what's the time span between that? Five years. Five years. Yeah. So five, six years actually. Uh, between the between them, we finish that and you're like, you know what, I'm gonna go full-time. Yeah, we're gonna um, go full-time content creation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And at the at the marketing firm, this I want to ask again based off of, I guess, the interviews that we've had here. Yeah. Because we had that if you're at um, head of digital within, um, I guess, an agency, you ought to be looking at between 80, between 300 um, to 500,000 yeah. um, as, as a monthly salary. Yeah. So if you're a marketing um, director, like what are the pay scales and 
um, pos- different job roles that one would go through in order to be able to get there. So uh, uh, as was account, account director, account not director. yeah, yeah, Sorry, yeah, yeah, director, yeah. yeah. Um, So I went through account exec first. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I was promoted. So it was it wasn't too because the way the way the because I was in a digital mm-hmm. firm. Mm-hmm. So from you get in as, a, as an account exec. Mm-hmm. So basically, your role is all about you know day to day management. Mm-hmm. And then now when you get into account director, now your job is all about business acquisition. Mm-hmm. So that. That time frame and working in an agency was wild because there's not really much that you don't do. Like mm-hmm. on a day to day, there's a day where you'd sit down and you'll write copy for social media. Mm-hmm. There's a day where you're helping a designer put together artwork, mm-hmm. and there's a day where you're taking out clients for fancy business dinners, mm-hmm. and you're trying to kind of woo them. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's that there's that balance. Yeah, uh, but I think in that time frame, I learned I had learned so much about how social media really works mm-hmm. uh, in terms of influencer management. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I learned how to be on the other side mm-hmm. of the coin because at the time I was also doing content creation. Right. Um, but it was very intriguing learning how to manage influencers day to day because you see content creators have very different personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me, that was a really, really big passion. Like, if, if I was to do anything right now, mm-hmm. it would be to open an influencer agency mm-hmm. where I kind of sit down with influencers, kind of help them run their content calendars. Mm-hmm. That would be the ideal future mm-hmm. that I would hold. Actually, I'm going to watch this years to come. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to hold this to yeah. myself because yeah. I, I, I just feel like there are so many wasted opportunities that influencers have. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, there are not many people who are taking care of influencers in this space mm-hmm. that people are losing out on so much cash, mm-hmm. like so much cash. Um, when you say losing out, um, yeah. is it an opportunity that's missed? Is it fleecing? or, or what? It's fleecing. Mm-hmm. It's not knowing how to negotiate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Could you give us an example? For that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, I can use myself because I've negotiated <laughs> for a lot of people. Right. I can use myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the longest time, I had a standard rate card, mm-hmm. which I feel like all influencers do. Mm-hmm. And my friend Joy Candy mm-hmm. uh, had a look at my rate card and she's just like, okay, babe, let's be serious. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, babe, I'm not getting enough jobs. And mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, let's be very serious. How are you negotiating when you go into a room? Mm-hmm. Um, do you just put your rate card there, then you just tell them, okay, this is it. Mm-hmm. Or do you then sit down and tell them, okay, but how long would you like us to have this campaign for? Because the rate can be able to go down. It's a bit more flexible. Mm-hmm. How many, and let, let's say if a company comes and tells you we have 150,000, mm-hmm. but your rate is 100,000 for a video mm-hmm. and then 50,000 for, like, let's say, you charge 25K per Insta story. Right. Yeah. But if a company has 150 and they're asking you for so much, mm-hmm. ask them, what can we be able to do in this, with this amount of money? Yeah. And how can I be able to give you value add yeah. so you can be able to be of value for them yeah. for later? Yeah. Don't lose out on money. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the one thing that people have that mentality for because mm-hmm. the money is there to be made. Mm-hmm. It's just all in how you negotiate mm-hmm. with the company. Because that person you're negotiating with, me and you, mm-hmm. it's... It's just us, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it's a person who's had their morning coffee. They came to the office. They were in a good mood. Yeah. And in that day, you talk to them nice. The money is yours. Yeah. So I feel like that 
that in a sense how many people are losing out on so many opportunities mm -hmm. that are present in the industry that they just let go of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and at this, at this, if I go back to what we were talking about initially, so yeah. at this, um, at, at the company and at these roles, how much are they paying you? What are the amounts that they're looking at? Um, so I would say, because mm -hmm. I was told I can say like a bracket. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so I would say between 300 and 200. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 200 and 300. That yeah. was... The right, amount. the right amount. Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. And and what is it that what is it that you're seeing? Because I'm wondering your, your your shift to now wanting to be a content creator was that um, a financial push incentive, or was it a life purpose push incentive, or was it a mixture of of, of both? I'm trying to figure out what the value proposition was for you as yeah. a content creator. You're like, oh yeah, you know, if I go here, I'll definitely be able to make the amount of money that I'm making now and more, plus have X X X and X. So, um, as we discussed actually at the beginning of the uh, yeah. of the podcast, yeah. I I'm very dedicated to anything that I do, yeah. which means that I overexert myself. Okay. So I picture having so at the last company where I was the head of events, mm -hmm. I had maybe three long term clients mm -hmm. as an influencer. Mm -hmm. That time we were running we were running this campaign um, at work for one of my clients and. It was one of the most grueling things I've ever done in my entire life. Mm -hmm. So we had back-to-back -back events for three weeks straight. Mm -hmm. I have deliverables that are on this side that need to be met, which means I need to have, I need to sit down, mm -hmm. create concepts, mm -hmm. book shoot days with my with my production team. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if it's if it's things to do with outfits, if it's things to do with cocktails, mm -hmm. if it's things to do with food, you have to do recipes. I have to jot all that down while still being able to be on the other side, mm -hmm. manage influencers. Mm -hmm. It got to a point where I was just like, I'm actually going to lose my mind. Mm -hmm. um, so was it uh, financial? I wouldn't say it was financial. I think it was more life purpose. Because mm -hmm. I think, not I think, actually, I can actually say I'm a really good content creator. Mm -hmm. The way my brain thinks, the way my brain pivots when it comes to being given a brief by a client, mm -hmm. I enjoyed for me very much and mm -hmm. I enjoyed for clients. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can actually say that with mm -hmm. zero humility mm -hmm. because I've put in a lot of work mm -hmm. in that. Mm -hmm. I loved my job very much. Mm -hmm. It was actually, for me, it was a very sad thing <laughs> to let go of that job because mm -hmm. running events and influencer management for me, as mm -hmm. I told you just now, mm -hmm. ah, it was bread and butter. Mm -hmm. I used to wake up and I'm just like, we have an event, can't wait to have the stresses, can't wait to have a small cry in the afternoon because <laughs> a tent didn't go up. Uh, and then when it's done, I'm just like, ah, right. like that was a good, that was mm -hmm. a good work day because mm -hmm. of chaos, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but I, it, I think it was just life purpose and I was just like, let me take a chance mm -hmm. on myself and, you know, see like where this content creation space actually mm -hmm. takes me. So at the time when you're running these, um, I guess, uh, two jobs, yeah. um, what, how much, I guess, how much money are you making from the content creator side when you're saying you have three long-term um, long clients that you're working with? Like how much money, um, yeah, would you be making that you're like, you know what, yeah, this is worth taking a shot on? Uh, I had a really good month mm -hmm. where they... Up around maybe five. <laughs> Money is such a tough thing to talk about. Ah, uh, Barack. Uh, okay, a good yeah. month, maybe yeah. like five to seven. Yeah. Yeah. Where there was 
Um, monthly income. Yeah. Yeah. And how many how many good months are there in the content creations? Let me tell you, yeah. our good months usually come in between September mm-hmm. and December. Mm-hmm. When you see influencers, just pray for them. They mm-hmm. are they are dying. They are going for events each mm-hmm. and every day. They are trying mm-hmm. to get more clients because Jan is mm-hmm. silent. Mm-hmm. Like if you're lucky if you have a client in January. Mm-hmm. Like you're very lucky. Mm-hmm. But like September to December, mm-hmm. that's when I will buckle down and our we try and clear our schedules just so we can be able to have like good shooters. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure you have enough meetings with clients. Make sure you're meeting enough people to be able to make sure that you you have enough money in your account. Yeah, yeah but so, September to December. Yeah. So in your model as a content creator, is it then like you're making your killing in between September to December where you're like, okay, but then now when I got all of my money, this needs to get me... Um, oh, between January yeah. and September next exactly. year. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and me with my social investments, mm-hmm. like <laughs> my money's in bonds. Yeah, and in the most ridiculous places, and I'm just like, I'm like, stay there. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna come back for you. I promise. Mm-hmm. But right now, we're just going to we're going to work over there. Mm-hmm. But like, stay here. Yeah. So I think for me, like that. Yeah, like in in months like January. Feb, March, hi. Mm-hmm. It it's it it can be rough. Yeah, it can be rough. Yeah, it can be rough. Uh, you lose clients. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a, it it's tough. I I, I lost I lost uh, a really good client, uh, a long time client mm-hmm. the, this year, mm-hmm. and I think the number one thing about the content creation space is they don't know you an explanation. Yeah. You know when you're when you're in the office like. Like my former HR told me, is like, okay, you're slacking and right. you're not enjoying work. Right. So like, bye, I'm a cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but like in the content creation space, they don't owe you. They don't owe you anything. Yeah. You know, like one day you've lost flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One day you're trending, and they let Everyone go of you. you then you know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So and you see someone else with your campaign. Exactly. Yeah. Which I did. <laughs> It was painful. <laughs> ah, my therapist really saw some. Uh, yeah. she saw some tears. because yeah. I, because as I told you, I really, really put my back into anything I do. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. The content creation space is it's crazy. It's yeah. rewarding, but it's also a scary space to be in. So estimation again. Um. Question uh, or rather, figure that I got last person who sat in that chair talking about influencers and content creation was saying if you're a good influencer, minimum amount you should be making in a year should be a million. Minimum amount you should I think be making so too. in a year. Yeah, I um, can agree with you. You can agree with that statement. Yeah. Where, where, okay, now I want to get the other side of the, the equation. I have the minimum. Yeah. And of course, maximum is, of course, you know, can, yeah. can, get up, can really get up there. Yeah. But I want to say, in your estimation, I guess with, with your friends and your circle, like how much is a good content creator making? Between a million to what? Is it seven? Is it 10? Is it 12? And 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 um, in fact, I'm asking because mm. I do, and I don't want us to use for the top figure. I don't mm. want to use a, an exception. Yeah. You know, and by exception, I mean not like Nashinsky who has you know like the Johnny Walker ads and you know things that are very clearly seen. Yeah. I'm just talking about like a good average content creator. Okay, so yeah. maybe I can give you an example. Yeah. Um, without naming names. Yeah. I've negotiated a brand ambassador's um contract. Yeah. And it was one of the lower sides. Mm-hmm. So it was. Five fifty mm-hmm. per month mm-hmm. for twelve months. Mm-hmm. What's that mathematics? <laughs> that's, that's about six. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Six million, yeah. And that's not the only 
thing that thing they were that, doing. Yeah. The way we had negotiated the campaign was social media was the number one being yeah. a brand ambassador. Yeah. So everything else in terms of appearances, um, which would cost up to like 50K, yeah. um, an appearance to, would give you deliverables for the amount of time you have to be there. Yeah. So that's six meter and then five that you know it's it's yeah. more like, like seven seven million mm-hmm. and see seven million mm-hmm. and that's from one brand mm-hmm. that's from one brand yeah so it's possible for you to get upwards of the tens yeah if you're i wouldn't say an exception if you're really high up there yeah yeah because yeah. i feel like nashinsky is a <laughs> it's like a nice so even if we talk about this example without naming names yeah what does it take or what would it take for to be able to be in that position to be able to get that kind of deal Sometimes I think it's just right place, right time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right place, right time. I've, I've never seen... The last campaign that I got was me being in a club. Mm-hmm. And someone was just like, oh my God, I'd, re- I'd really like to work with you. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's fun. Mm-hmm. We had a shot. Mm-hmm. And then I gave her my number. Mm-hmm. And we ended up working together. Mm-hmm. That was it. Mm-hmm. Right place, right time. I think for me, that's always been how everything has always been. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was negotiating that particular contract, mm-hmm. it was right place, right time. Mm-hmm. I was in the same space. Mm-hmm. The marketing manager was there mm-hmm. and I sold. I was just like, do you think this would be a good idea? And she was like, actually, I hadn't thought about it. Mm-hmm. And just that how, that's how it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, question now, because now I guess we want to move away from like amount of money to I guess how you spend your money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to like how you spend your money. Yeah. Um, and what your I guess your money spending philosophy is. Mm. Yeah. And uh, whether and whether it changes based on the amount of money that you're making. If you have more money, does it change? If you have less money, does it change? Uh, I think back to that scarcity thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've. I, I don't think the amount of money I'm making changes how I spend. Mm-hmm. If anything, uh, my best friend is usually extremely irritated mm-hmm. because by the time I'm making a purchase, mm-hmm. I've thought about it. I always say I'm not impulsive. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not this boy who just do things on a whim. Yeah. I'll think critically about it. Okay. I think the things that... I, you know, sometimes the way this Galma thing is, mm-hmm. is there. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when I'm on a trip, I won't think as much about it because I had already budgeted about it, about mm-hmm. the trip. Mm-hmm. So if I told myself like, okay, Saba, see this trip is going to, I'm going to be able to spend, let's say 300,000. Mm-hmm. That money, I'm not coming back with a single shilling. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to finish. But it's because I had already planned how mm-hmm. I was going to budget, mm-hmm. I'll spend it there when mm-hmm. I go there, what I was going to buy. I already mm-hmm. had an idea of it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it really changes uh, in terms of how much is coming into my account mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, the one thing I think about first mm-hmm. is putting money in an investment account. Mm-hmm. Like that is always the number one thing. Like mm-hmm. I'm always on the lookout. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I wish I caught onto the Bitcoin train, but like technology in me, mm-hmm. is, I didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where my brain goes to mm-hmm. initially when I see something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about even in terms of percentages, yeah. right? Um, so how much is going into 
an investment, how much is going to your expenses? Do you have a pro rata rate of my expenses need to be X amount of how much I'm earning? Yeah. Uh, there's no science to it for me. Yeah. There's no science to it for me. Like sometimes I'll just tell myself, okay, this amount is going to go. Like the, I can see an amount. Uh -huh. um, I have an Excel sheet uh -huh. on my laptop uh -huh. that is, <laughs> it's intense. It's an intense Excel uh -huh. sheet because I have balanced out how much money is going in. Uh -huh. I've even factored in things like black tax. Uh -huh. <sighs> black tax. Uh -huh. So all those things like come after I've put money aside. Okay. So your, your philosophy is whatever amount of money comes, you just put money aside. How do you decide how much money you put aside? Is it feeling? Is it... It's feeling, imagine. Okay. It's feeling. So if you feel this month needs to be 100K, then it's 100K. It's 100K. Okay. Yeah, it's 100K. And by putting aside, is that now the investment? Is that the saving? Straight into the investment. Okay. Yeah, because, hey, savings. <laughs> oh, my God. As I told you, fixed deposit. Eliniona. <laughs> Eliniona. So investment in... Uh, now this is why you talk about the bonds yeah. and all of that. Yeah. Okay, so you yeah. put that aside. Yeah, because luckily I have like banker friends and investment friends who right. like would tell me like, oh, there's this thing you can be able to jump mm. one. Then yeah. I'm like, okay, but like, is it like safe? <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's right. how my brain works. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then now the rest of the money you now sit with. And yeah. then, so even that, is it based on feeling or is that now math? Now that's off math. That's okay. Yeah, that's off math. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I usually know, I have a general idea of how much needs to go into what, like mm. the set, like the internet and mm. the, you know, the car, you need to go fix the car, you need to right. do this, you need to do right. this, you need, to, you need to buy a new pair of shoes, that, 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 and then there's the standard ones, and right. then there's now there's everything else now that right. comes in. Right. Yeah. Okay, so that's how then you work, yeah. you, you work that. Yeah, there's, like a, there's no science to it. Like, I, yeah. I go with a lot of feeling, mm -hmm. but it's, it's how I've been able to kind of balance out and make myself feel, okay, I'm doing something with my cash okay. at the end of the month. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and two questions on that. One is, in the influencer space, I would assume that the payments are a little sporadic, aren't as, you know, <laughs> oh sort of regular monthly income. So yeah. then how do you then um, plan um, month to month? Um, so um, I have like lots of income streams, okay. I would say, um, from doing events. Mm -hmm. um, it's one of my most favorite things to do. Mm -hmm. I will be very honest, and I feel like many people are going to watch this and be very confused mm -hmm. because I host a lot of parties. Mm -hmm. If I could, mm -hmm. I would stop. You do that for, for, for the money? I do. Yeah. I do. I do, to be very honest. Mm -hmm. And you, I, I'm being very honest about it. Um, I think 2020 changed how I interacted with people in real life. Mm -hmm. My social anxiety went through the roof. Mm -hmm. um, so I'd get into a space and then I'm just like, I'm hyperventilating mm -hmm. out of my mind. Mm -hmm. And this was coming from a time when I've hosted, maybe there's a time when, well, it's closed now, Deja Vu had maybe like close to 700 people mm -hmm. inside there. Mm -hmm. I was comfortable. Mm -hmm. I was at the prime of my party days mm -hmm. back then. I, now I'm just like, ooh. Now to balance out the, the balance sheet, mm -hmm. I'm just like, okay, let me do a brunch here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> let me do mm -hmm. an event here. Mm -hmm. um, do you guys have some MC gigs? Mm -hmm. Just because of that thing for, when an influencer payments comes in, mm -hmm. I, there's one I have right now that hasn't come out for five months. Mm -hmm. And I... 45 days or 30 days. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then like the person's due went on leave. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, oh, I'll, I'll text you when I come back. And I'm just like... 
I have this thing called rent <laughs> and I need to pay the rent but like call me back enjoy your leave you know because <laughs> you want job for the next time right so you can't be all aggressive mm-hmm. uh, but you know just having those multiple sources of income have mm-hmm. been a great 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 help mm-hmm. yeah but if I didn't if I didn't also save mm-hmm. and if I didn't see how money works mm-hmm. like I think I'd drown mm. I think I'd drown Okay. Yeah. All right. That's sort of like your money philosophy in that yeah. sense, right? Okay. I have um, there's one other question, but it has it has gone. It has it has Definitely. gone. So I'll, I'll continue um, on this on this on this line of okay. um, I guess just your money journey as a whole. I want to talk about. Or I want you to talk to us about. Um, I guess your lowest um, money moment. Your lowest money moment. In, in the X years of life that you've had. Damn, that being in snow cream with 30,000, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was your lowest, that and was your I lowest have rent, mm-hmm. I have bills, mm-hmm. I have steamer to pay for. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I still, I honestly, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know the fact that I ate ice cream that day? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I, pass, I pass snow cream sometimes and I'm just like, ah, tomato kambali, babe. Hey, lakini. That moment for me, I, and you know the funny thing is, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think if I, I don't know if I mentioned this, mm-hmm. the, the teller mm-hmm. at the at the bank when I went mm-hmm. was a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Actually, the way the world works, it's so it's so wild. Mm-hmm. He is my friend's fiance mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. and I remember one time, like maybe like a year after. Mm-hmm. We were chilling at a barbecue and I told him, I was like, oh, I remember that time when I came to the bank and he's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that day you were a bit down. And I was like, yeah, you know, that was the last money that I had, like last cash, like completely. And he told me, are you serious? And I was like, yeah, like I didn't have any more money. I didn't have any more investments. I didn't have any savings. I, that was number last mm-hmm. before. And I could say God, like, you know, gave me Jobo again and, mm-hmm me back into the influencer space ctc mm-hmm. that was a low 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 mm-hmm. low moment mm-hmm. yeah think about it now can get some balancing tears but yeah. i'm not gonna cry on the internet <laughs> <laughs> okay and yeah. i, I want to ask and and i want to ask this from a practical point of view yeah. because you know, sometimes i feel like when people talk about whether it's coming up from low moments or the process of doing things it's like they they make it a bit a bit too scientific and processy yeah. in like you know keep the faith and trust but i want to ask like practically like how do you move from that i know you talked about having a conversation with your friend yeah um but practically so you are 30k how do you meet your rent that month how do you meet your rent for the next month and how do you actually move from where you are at that point into saying okay now i'm rebuilding literally yeah. um that 30k is and that pushed me for that month mm-hmm. that week mm-hmm. is when I got my first influencer gig mm-hmm. that was sufficient mm-hmm. for my month to month because it was like a long-term contract. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, mean, I, I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a, there was a tipping point for me. Like it was at the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the end and right. then like, now it's just like, okay, so like, do we go back to mom's house? Mm-hmm. Cause my mom told me, come home, mm-hmm. come like, come, just come home. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, no, there must be a way out of this. Mm-hmm. That month, mm-hmm. things changed. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't that I was swimming in wealth. <laughs> I, was, mm-hmm. I was not. Mm-hmm. It was enough to pay my rent mm-hmm. 
like prorated rent because mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. you know it was, yeah. yeah we were back to i want to say real life mm-hmm. where now like landlords are just like okay sabasi pay something because mm-hmm. you see at the end of the day you still have things like water bills you mm-hmm. still have steamer yeah. you have to eat yeah um at that time, I didn't even have a, a house manager. Where I was the house manager. I was mm-hmm. the auntie in the mm-hmm. house. Mm-hmm. So, so you are, wa- are you a washing machine or you're one who's... Oh, what? <laughs> cleaning everything. It's you who's doing yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I had somebody who helped me with, okay. with washing clothes. Okay. I, I have trauma from high school. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> There's one thing I'm not going to do is wash clothes. clothes. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, so I had somebody to help me with that at least. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but fortunately, I think that's, that's really how I got out of that space. Yeah. Because... But for me, I wasn't embarrassed to move back home. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I was. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to move in with a friend mm-hmm. and infringe on their space because mm-hmm. we are all going through COVID mm-hmm. together, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but fortunately, my mom was just like, things are tough, Sana, come home. Come home. Yeah, come okay. home. Yeah. And what are you working towards now? I guess now that you're, I guess now in a full-time content creation yeah. space, I mean, and, and, and if I'm to specifically... Um, have it in a financial sense. Like, what are you working towards now and hoping to achieve in the content creator space? Man, um, as I told you, I think for me as a content creator, I want to help other content creators. Mm-hmm. I think for me that's the number one thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I always say, well, somebody the other day called me Pedioma Good Vibes. Mm-hmm. And I just thought to myself, like, that's such a great title to give somebody who spreads positivity on the internet. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that's a lot of what I do on mm-hmm. the internet. Mm-hmm. But I feel like so many people don't know where to start or don't know what to do on the, like, with the content creator space that I'd love to help. Mm-hmm. Obviously, with money coming into my pocket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But for me, I think that's one, one way I'd love to do it. But mm-hmm. obviously having things like long-term clients... Mm-hmm. Uh, is it's always a plus. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the goal for every influencer to have a contract given to you, one year contract, mm-hmm. and told, yeah, this is every man, every month in your pocket. All you need to do is just think about the concept, give us something cute, look mm-hmm. nice, feel great, mm-hmm. and move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that that's, that's the short term goal, mm-hmm. but my long term goal, because I, I always say this like, I don't think social media is forever. Mm-hmm. I don't think I want to be dancing on TikTok in my 40s. Mm-hmm. Um, not at all. Currently, I can't even catch a dance. <laughs> so so I'm, already, I'm, already, I'm already behind. Yeah. I'm already behind on yeah. everybody else's nanny yeah. um, schedule. But yeah, I think that, that's, that's the pivot that I'd want mm-hmm. for my career to kind of mm-hmm. get back into a space where I can be able to help people come up with concepts, mm-hmm. um, build, build their profiles, mm-hmm. uh, build build a brand on mm. online because mm. i mean i did it for a very long time mm. but that's kind of the direction that i'd typically want to go okay but to do that i must be able to show you what my page looks like yeah yeah you know you can't believe me if i tell you i'm a good footballer okay yeah. so great but like can you pay better you know like mm. you need to actually show me right so i want to create great amazing wholesome content on my platform mm-hmm. even when it's not paid content mm-hmm. So when somebody sees my page and I'm just like, can I help you manage yourself? Mm-hmm. They'll say, yes. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my goal. Okay. Yeah. And just a, a piggyback off of that one, yeah. based off the, the business, possible business proposition for that is, 
and if I'm to refer to our conversation earlier on the long-term contract that, that, that your you know, unnamed person got, yeah. how many of those exist in the market and in your experience? And what would the average long-term um, contract financially or fiduciary, you know, what, what, what would that amount look like? There are not many. Yeah. I'll be very honest. There yeah. are not many. Those opportunities are, they're very far and, sp like, they're spread. Mm -hmm. What's that word? Far, far, far and far few between. <laughs> 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 yeah. My brain did. <laughs> yeah. Because, um, you see, I, I still think that this country has not understood the ben. They are slowly understanding it, mm -hmm. the benefit of social media influencers mm -hmm. and content creators. Mm -hmm. I think many at times, people who are brand ambassadors are not content creators. Mm -hmm. If we'll take an example, Nashinsky as the brand ambassador for Johnny, Johnny Walker. Walker yeah. I don't think he's a content creator. Mm -hmm. I think he's Fair. a great name for the brand. Mm -hmm. And I think that is mm. a conversation that is not hard enough with brand managers mm -hmm. in terms of don't make him do a TikTok. Mm -hmm. His association to who you are is really the main connection that you need to your public. Mm -hmm. And many people don't understand that. Mm -hmm. Now you see, the conversation that we had even with the brand ambassador that we had gotten mm -hmm. was... Oh no, you know, we want them to start posting some things on like, you know, um, and when they wake up in the morning, they should show the product. And I'm like, that's, you've lost the plot already. Mm -hmm. You've actually lost the plot. Mm -hmm. So for them now to kind of give people that power of being the brand ambassador, mm -hmm. but understanding it's, it's going to take a long time. Mm -hmm. It's going to take a very, very long time mm -hmm. for many companies to actually just go to their way and say like, Mm -hmm. We trust you enough. Mm -hmm. You're our person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But when the jobs are there, mm -hmm. oh, people are making sweet money. Mm -hmm. People are making a lot of cash. Mm -hmm. And it's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So then what would be the average? Because I mean, the far and few between. Mm. Average deal be worth what? 200 Gs, 300 Gs? No, it's little. Um, yeah. I'd say maybe like between five to a million. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think maybe that's even on the lower side right mm -hmm. now, you mm -hmm. know, <laughs> given inflation. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think people are earning a lot more because like many more companies are coming from outside mm -hmm. and they have bigger budgets. Yeah. Um, so I'd say maybe between 500 to a million Bob to mm -hmm. be a brand ambassador. And maybe that's on the lower side, if on I'm lower entirely side, yeah. honest. Yeah. Okay. Um, last question as we wind up. Huh? Yeah. What would failure look like for you, financially speaking, 10 years from now, if you have failed? Um, what has happened? I've given me another existential crisis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, if I'm doing a TikTok at 40... <laughs> Uh, to be very honest, I yeah. don't want to dance on the internet at yeah. the age of 40. But yeah. I think for me, it would be not being able to actualize this dream that I have mm -hmm. of having this kind of digital agency. Mm -hmm. I think for me, that's where I'd want to go and pivot. Mm -hmm. um, I want to see great content out there. I enjoy seeing great content. And I mm -hmm. feel like there's so much that people have to give, but they don't have the space to do it in. Mm -hmm. For me, that would be a success. Mm -hmm. If I'm not able to achieve that, mm -hmm. I feel like that would be a failure for me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And also, like, to not... 
And to remind people also that you can be able to reinvent yourself as many times as you can. Yeah. 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 I think that's something I'd always want to remind myself. But if I'm not able to open that agency, I'll be like, oh, yeah. Uh, didn't quite. Yeah, 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 yeah. I need to watch this back and be yeah. like, build yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, financially speaking, is there something, is there like a figure that you're working towards? Is there like something that you're like, you know what, if I get a billion or two billion or three billion, whatever the case is, is like, then I have achieved success? Hmm. That's a tough question. So, um, I don't know if you know this, but this yeah. is my merchandise yes. brand. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. We were initially in debt. Mm-hmm. And my best friend and business partner came on board, <laughs> helped me clear that out. Right. Because I'd go to the club and somebody would tell me, I want this. And I'm like, cool, okay, send the money to my account. And I'd eat it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so on Monday, I was just there like, who gave me an order? I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. How we are still alive, to be very honest, it's mm. all thanks to her when she came in. Because mm. I'm marketing, she's mm. operations. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we sit down and we're just like, okay, Sabasi, what is our financial goal mm-hmm. for the year? Mm-hmm. What are we looking to make? Are we looking to make 500000 mm-hmm. on just profit alone? Mm-hmm. And I think that's always been that, that answer for how much I would actually see as a success is always such a tough question because I'm just like, in my head, I'm just thinking to myself, like, if we passed even by 100K from two months from before, mm-hmm. we've already done a bigger job. Mm-hmm. I think I, I take away that pressure for myself a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but if there was a figure, I mean, I'd say like maybe like 900 million. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'd be comfortable with 900 million, just, you yeah. know, just chilling with some, um, I don't know. I don't know. I, Something to think about, eh? Yeah, yeah, it is, okay. actually. Yeah. I guess the, ne- the next time we have you on, we'll, we'll, we'll find out what the answer is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah for okay. sure. Yeah. But that was that. I mean, anything else you want to add? Anything, whether it's, I don't know, advice, something for content creators, influencers, um, possibly. No pressure. <laughs> poof. <laughs> um, maybe the advice I can give content creators mm. is um, always pivot. Mm-hmm. Like, if you see something is not working pivot yeah change it like there's nothing holding you down to a particular situation if you can and it's not working change it yeah yeah i think that's the the number one thing okay yeah all right guys that was jay take a pick i have enjoyed that conversation learned a couple of things about the influencer content creation space and um jay is very interesting uh, money model <laughs> <laughs> partly based on feelings and partly based on science <laughs> but yeah that was a good episode i really enjoyed that uh, please remember to like share and subscribe let us know who you want to see next um, on financially incorrect and we'll see you guys on the next episode